So we are so pleased to welcome today uh, my friend, one-time colleague, classmate, Eric Silver. Welcome. Oh, that's right. You can't see me dancing. No, nope, no. Nope. Dance, dancing. An, I'm in an audio Your platform. own WWE uh, entrance dance. <laughs> With the fake cheering in the background, of course. <laughs> and Julia, what are we drinking today? Um, well, we're drinking beer. We are. We were going to drink. What were we going to drink? We're... Go ahead. The, the gross Passover wine? We yes. were going to drink Manischewitz, because why <laughs> would we talk about Eastern Europe, Europe Jews without Manischewitz? But of course, somehow I can't find it, so yeah, we're drinking... Yeah, it is, it is not high holidays here in the Upper East Side, uh, so there is no Manischewitz to be found. <laughs> so true. we are drinking today Anderson Valley Briny Melon Goza, which was my choice. I got it from work. Super, super Somewhat good. arbitrarily. Yeah, I mean, I like goza. I always get goza. But there is some metaphorical re- re- resonance. Yeah. Go it's for salty, it. it's briny, and it's all we have, just like the Jews of Eastern Europe would have drank. <laughs> That's as good a segue as any There's going to be a lot of this. Just like, yeah, <laughs> everyone should just, like, prep themselves. We're going in. Exactly. Go, I'm going for the yeshiva crowd to bring them into your podcast. <laughs> we are so ready, and they are so welcome. <laughs> So we're talking about the Golem of Prague. There are many golems over time okay. that have been developed by random Jews that have needed them, but the most famous one is the Golem of Prague. Okay, so hold up. Let's we're going to have you tell us what a golem is, because some of our listeners might not know. Oh, of yeah, course. So is the golem a genre, or is it like one figure that pops up across different you know, folklore traditions? So the golem itself is like a character okay. who shows up, uh, Gollum itself is like a Hebrew word that means like change mm. or, and I will fact check that later and do that <laughs> because I, I read it, but I totally forgot. Listen, standards are low. We are drunk. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm feeling real briny right now. We'll fact check when we're dead or sober. That's why this podcast is a thing. We're like, we have to do no preparation. We just have to sit here and talk about our myths. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, um, so there's this idea, obviously in Judeo-Christian creation that you can just make things out of the earth and you say a thing or you write a thing you yep. use words and then it becomes a thing right adam out of soil eve out of adam's rib yeah exactly so god, Gollum breathed, out god of... breathed life into adam and created yes. him out of the earth that and just as much as our judeo-christian god he says let there be light and then there is light he said mm. you use words to create a thing yes so this is the same thing there is this thing that you make out of mud and you use the name of god or you say a cer- certain kind of words because mm. jewish magicians it's Kabbalah, sure. Jewish yeah. magicians, they're crazy, so they're just like, let's work some stuff. have real meaning. Exactly. That I love about the Jewish tradition as well. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty cool. Pretty wordsmith. Pretty cool, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why, uh... We're pretty briny. Exactly, that's why Billy Crystal can get all of those women in all of those romantic comedies. <laughs> what, why? The power of word. Oh, tell me, tell me if Meg Ryan is going to fall in love with him and Harry Never. 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 No. Amanda's never seen that movie. Let's just, let's just put it out there. So you can make a golem out of a lot of different ways um so the first thing you do you got to take some mud and some dirt and you make it into a human form of mm-hmm. some sort usually golems are huge because why would you not have a huge thing that you can you tell what to do while you're at it exactly you can have a tiny yeah, go bigger go home exactly you got to go bigger home and then you can do a bunch of things so there are many ways to make a golem all of them involve words 
First of all, you can walk around it seven times while saying God's secret name. Okay. Because God has a secret name, obviously. Yeah. Is it the, Yahweh or it's just like... That's the shortening of the okay. secret name. There's all other right. ones. Yes, but there's like the real one and like some people know it, but it's like lost to time. Oh, okay, cool. Because why would you have a name that wasn't lost no, to time? No, if, if we had it now, we would have just destroyed ourselves. Exactly. There would just be golems just walking around all over the place. Yeah, mm. like levying taxes and doing that. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> you can write um, a word on the golem's head, huh. which is emet, which means truth. But then if you anywhere order to kill the golem, you erase the olive so that it just becomes um, memtaf, which is like mats, which is dead. It means dead. Huh. Words, words, words. The Kabbalah is really into words. Truth yeah. to death. That's yes. weird. Exactly. But that's very convenient, right? Yeah. You, you erase one letter and bam, you've, you know, changed the, the meaning. Exactly. You just, like, change it. And then, like, the numbers are different because you can assign, you assign number values to Jewish letters. Mm -hmm. That's, like, a whole thing. Anyway, or you can write God's full name on a piece of paper and just, like, slap it on the golem. Bam. And nice. then you can, like, and you're like, I don't want this anymore. And you just, like, pull it off and oh, then he dies yeah. again. Very, it's almost like an on-off switch. Exactly. Great. Yeah. So golems are really interesting, too, because they can't speak. Huh. So the whole thing is that you say the words, but, of course, the golem doesn't have a soul, so he can't say things himself. Ah, so total sense. My question is, because I'm going back to, like, my judo-Christian Genesis thing, is it that, like, in Kabbalah, in this, like, Jewish magician thing, they're kind of going off the work created in God's image and, like, can do what God does, but from a lesser extent? Kind so, like, we can't make humans. Yeah, are these, like, priests? Are they, you know, or whatever. Are they, like, rabbis and important people? Or is it anyone can do a golem if they know how? They're closer to rabbi. There are rabbis, but they're also, like, mystics. So, like, it's a lot on the words themselves. Like, you can look at the words that are in the Torah, and they mean certain things. That's why you ascribe numbers to them, you ascribe deeper meanings to them, and you can use them for magical ways. You gotta, like, feel them. Like, you know, in Harry Potter, a muggle could say a spell, but the spell won't work because they don't have, like, the magic in them and they don't, like, have that shit. Slash, like, you have to you have to access the, the meaning behind the words. You have to learn, you know, the Torah. You have to learn Hebrew. You have to learn, you know, all the letters and numbers and things. Exactly. You gotta study it. And first of all, there was never any... Hanukkah celebrations at Hogwarts. There were no. Just want to point, point that game, out, right? So we're hanging out in Prague, right? Prague. And as things happen in Prague, this was around the time of like the pogroms, and tons of people don't like Jews. Yeah. As you do. So as you unfortunately, do as they all do. <laughs> exactly, as they all do. This could be any place, which is why there are golems everywhere. But so this, as a, as a quick uh, interstitial thing. So golems have been around for a long, long time in Judaism, but there are certain golems that have had, like, you know, lasting power in stories. Is that how it works? Yeah, like, they have... They're, like, the most famous. I mean, when you can tie yeah. something back to a place where uh, it's, like, exclusively Jewish towns, mm -hmm. when they're, like, the rabbis with the capital letters, yeah, yeah. and this guy has, like, a nickname, so you know he's a big deal, mm. that's a big thing. When if, if a rabbi have a nickname in history, it's a yeah, big deal. Exactly. Cool. All right, so we got this rabbi. His name is Yehuda Lowell, but he is known as the Maharal. Mm. Of Prague. Sounds magical. It's very magical. That sounds fancy. So as shit. he's super fancy. He's very he, fancy, he isn't he? He sounds like a character that they would put into Indiana Jones to make something sound foreign. Exactly. That, well, that's Indiana Jones and the Golem of Prague. That's perfect. I want to Amazing. watch that movie. Why is that being made? Uh, well, they are making Indiana Jones 5, so we could get there. We'll write that script for you, Steven Spielberg. Rabbi, throw me the whip. All right. <laughs> All right, so about this time, 
it's like depending on who's in power, like everyone's a monarchy right now, even in Prague. So in what century are we in? Uh, I think it's the fourteenth century. <laughs> okay. It's the fifteen hundreds. So we're like we're cool. right in the pogrom. Right in we're that like, printing press. We're era. like Black Death going into Renaissance in Eastern Europe. Exactly, but we're definitely still in the Black Death. (laughs) So, at this moment, the King Rudolph... Why do kings have horrible names? I don't know, man. I don't know. King Rudolph is friends with the Maharal. Because the Maharal, he's very smart. He's hanging out in Prague. Of course, making every Exactly. He's making everyone chill chill as fuck. (laughs) Just like Jews. Just like hang out. Like, it's fine. (laughs) So, they're having a conversation. They're, like, kicking it on, like... Somewhere in the in palace, the palace yeah. as you do. And the, uh, the Maharal is like, hey, King Rudolph, you know this thing where all of your people think we kill babies and put it in our matzah? Nope. That's, that's like the worst. Not a thing. That's the worst, like. Oh, it's super a thing. Because the really? blood, this is called the blood libel. The oh, blood libel no. is literally oh. the lie about blood. Right. Is that Jews, as they're super sneaky. Go out, they steal Christian babies, Why? they kill them, no. they bloodlet them, and put them in their matzah. Not because, a thing. So this is like around Passover. Where in the matzah would they, they put them? It's the matzah's so very white. flat. It's, it's very so white, white and also flat. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I don't know, man. They, they bleach the blood before oh, putting it in the matzah. No. no sneaky Jews bleaching blood. Uh, right, with, with magic and whatever. Exactly. So uh, like this thing has been around forever. Yeah. I think it has something to do with like just kosher rituals and like mm-hmm. you don't eat bread so like matzah's weird yeah. when you're thinking about it mm-hmm. so it's like how do you make this because it's like, like the staple of eastern Europe during the time be like why the fuck well, are you eating well bread? no it's like it's Passover yeah. well it's Passover well, and like yeah. people are eating bread because that's all you can eat in eastern Europe that yeah, and, and like, also like potatoes. you know ascribing the, the worst possible fear to the other who's easy to you know uh, make seem evil exactly so this is like this huge thing it's been going on for a really long time and the Maharal's like, King Rudolph, let's let's, let's stop this. And he's like, I'm taking care of it. Not many people uh, believe it anymore. It's fine. So the Maharal's like, all right, that's dope. And then he, leave, he leaves and goes back to the, to the Jewish ghetto. That's just like he couldn't fight for himself. He's like, okay, if you say so. He's like that passive-aggressive intern who, like, you know, can't get the promotion Slash, that like, they the want. Slash, like, the boss who's like, come on, kid, I'll help you out. And you're like, okay, boss. Exactly. Okay, it's exactly. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? You have this king who somehow likes you and doesn't want to murder you yeah. exclusively. Slash, you're an unprotected minority. What are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> and like many stories that you have told on this podcast and all the time, there's an evil sorcerer who lives in the palace. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. He's, He's like literally Aladdin right now, and I'm totally into it. His name is Thaddeus. Oh, that's such a good name. Okay. He, he oh, is cool. an evil priest who hates Either Jews. Either a lawyer or an evil priest who hates Jews. Exactly. Exactly, he's an evil priest who hates Jews, and he's also, like, dividing the Christian arts of dark, like, the dark magic. Didn't know that was a thing. Christian arts Slash, sounds like he's appropriating his perception of Jewish traditions for himself. I don't know, man. He's just, like, he just hates Jews. So, <laughs> it's a good read. That's just, like, a... Unfortunately, sure. not uncommon. Exactly. He's just, like, just one of those guys. Good. So, he's the one who's been spreading the blood libel, and he's, like, really mad about it. So, like, I can imagine, like, the Maharal's, like, leaving, and he, like, sees Thaddeus in the in the shadows, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna get you, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Shit. With his serpent, uh... His serpent <laughs> staff. <laughs> he's basically Jafar. He's, he's basically Jafar. Jafar. That's what I'm saying. All right. So... That's how I'm gonna picture him for the rest of the podcast. You right. should. Turbid he absolutely will, yes. yeah. <laughs> in Eastern Europe. 
in the, in the dark ages. <laughs> the, the and very, I'm the other Christian guy. Yeah. You look stupid with your turban. <laughs> so the Maharal's like, you know what? I'm dealing with this myself. Because, like, the Jews are going to be in danger no matter what. So they, yeah. he goes back to his home and he falls asleep at Terrible nighttime. Idea. Like, you never fall asleep. As you do. <laughs> Because either you get killed or the other thing, he has a divine oh, vision. Yes. And the words of the Kabbalah come down Ooh. and they rearrange themselves and they tell him, you should make a golem. Mm-hmm. So he's <laughs> like. Logical assumption. <laughs> so yeah, but like, why did I think of that before? Wouldn't a gigantic enforcer, uh, you know, 14th century Hoder be useful? Hoder. Of course it would. He's basically Game of Thrones reference. That season just Boom. started. We're, we're diversifying. Or Hagrid. He's like, all right. So he gets his his son-in-law to come, and he gets his like most uh, like uh, best Trusted. student, yeah. his yep. best student because he's a rabbi. He got he got mm-hmm. students for days, and then it's like I am. It's like the middle of the night, and it's cloudy, and they go down to like the Moldau River, which I assume is also night. cloudy, <laughs> yeah. and like they just like get a bunch of mud and they cool. make him into a giant, Love and it. then they stand there and they're like, okay, what do we do? And the Maharaj's like, all right. So this is the this is the walk around one. Yes. Is this story seven times? Seven times with the carved thing. No, no, it's just oh, you just okay. say Sorry. it. You Sorry. just say it. So he he's like, all right. So you walk around seven times and you say this. So that happens. And uh, he's like, all right. Now you walk around him the other way seven times. Yes. And you say this. Got to get that Wittershins compliment. <laughs> and it's always seven. It's always that, like, you know... Seven times three, right? Three people doing it seven yeah. times each. That's, uh, exactly. That's quite mystical. Exactly. And then they do it one more... He does it one more time. Yeah. And then he opens his eyes, and, like, in some stories, he, like, grows hair. In some stories, he, like, has fingers now. Ooh. But he's, like, just this, like, naked mud giant who can't sing. Also, they didn't think to give him fingers. Like, how is he gonna, like, open doors Julia, and shit? Julia, you can only be so deft with your mud sculpting. Listen. Come on. <laughs> if they made him into a giant, you would assume that there's, like, enough depth for them to... I don't know, but the middle of the night, it's dark, I mean, it's sweaty. It's, it's pre-Renaissance, too, so I get it. Everything's flat and terrible, <laughs> but I guess. <laughs> Pre-Renaissance, everything's flat and terrible. I mean, like, you know, compare, like, pre-Renaissance stuff to then, like, the sculpture art-wise? of... Uh, yeah, art-wise. The yeah, sculpture like of and Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, well, I'm not Daniel? judging. They literally pulled life out of mud. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have my two thumbs up. Okay, so they have this giant mud dude who can't say anything. And so (laughs) there are a bunch of different stories about this. Some say that they make him do chores around the Jewish ghetto. He's like, he's chopping wood, he's carrying stuff. Because you feel like a giant. Yes, absolutely. He's like up on, he's like cleaning gutters and roofs and stuff. Slash, like, in the absence of city services, probably they were discriminated against, right, by like the crown and the, and the, the ghetto wasn't tended so as other neighborhoods of the were. city was probably shitty. Right, you, exactly. you draw up your own municipal service. Exactly. I get it. But the big thing, obviously, when he's not chopping wood, is he's defending chopping the Jewish ghetto. Chopping heads? Chop- yes! <laughs> He's yes, he's defending the ghetto in the in the story that I read recently to prepare for this. It's like you defend the Jewish ghetto like it's the apple of your eye, which I did not know was, was a, phrase. a phrase that early on. Exactly, yeah, good translations. All right, I, I want to uh, know if you're they... if you're a patron, you'll get uh, director's commentary in your email, and we will let you know what the origin <laughs> of apple of our eye. Is. Exactly, because we don't know right now, but we'll find out for you. Exactly. All right, so. This guy's hanging out. The he's just like walking around. People are gawking at him, and uh, uh, there's a subplot. 
<laughs> the B plot mm. of this is that there is a, uh, Jews were money lenders because right. at the time banks didn't exist and like dealing with money was like a looked it down upon. So like this yeah. guy was yeah. lending stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this really rich guy he uh, lent a butcher, a Christian butcher, mm-hmm. like five thousand crowns, which is a ton of money. Sounds like a lot of money. A lot of money, and of course like he won't pay him back. Like he bothers him and bothers him and bothers him, and he's like, ah. Just don't have it. Also, the butcher as a Christian shouldn't be taking loaned money. Like that's not. I think they can take it, but they can't loan it. That's I think dumb. that was. I think the that's, the prohibition that's a was double standard, <laughs> and I don't like it. I know. Right. So there's this thing that since he's like the butcher and the slaughterer of pigs, oh. he bring mm. he has to like walk through. The butcher needs to walk through the city with like. All of his meat is, like, the easiest way to get to the market or something. Okay. I'm not exactly sure. So it turns out that this butcher started the blood libel lie to get out of paying his debt. And, like, the evil evil priest Thaddeus was like, that's a great idea. Let's talk about that. Oh, shit. Butcher and Thaddeus? (laughs) Good job. Good job, butcher. So the butcher is horrible. I'm so glad. This is so nice. You guys are just like, I hate that guy. I hate Jafar. I hate the butcher. We're the ultimate mythology hype women. I know. (laughs) T-shirt. I like it. That's perfect. And it's like both of you just like hands in the air. Gosh. Hera hype woman should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Slash like as as people raised Christian. So sorry. Our bad. Uh, Our our bad. I'm just enjoying this so much. (laughs) Good. Also, like, breaking in for a second, the Gollum seems very, like, 400 years before Frankenstein, but Frankenstein's exactly. story I was thinking to about me, that too, yeah. Which is, like, super cool, right? Yeah. And, like, you would hope that a Gollum doesn't, like, go on a murderous rampage or anything, like Frankenstein's monster Right, just, like, the idea does, of Gollum but... being sentient, Gollum yeah. acquiring language, like, the whole the whole kind of plot twist in, mm-hmm. in Frankenstein is that the creature acquires language. Right. Yeah. And, like, becomes a before it gets killed, but yeah. whatever. No, it's also a really interesting metaphor for education, right? Like, without without education and command of language, like, you can't, you know, affect any change yeah. or be You don't have aware. a soul, basically. Exactly, yeah. Mm. I have no research on the education one, <laughs> but I do have research on Frankenstein. Yes, Muriel. called points. it. Points, 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 points. We should have a point system for this show. Just saying. All right, I'm down. <laughs> Let's true. institute it. So, cutting, cutting over there, I really like this. So, Frankenstein... The Hulk is also known as a golem. Oh, yeah. Because even though it was, like, supposedly an accident, we are messing with, like, nuclear reactors. Mm-hmm. Gamma rays. Gamma rays. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes. they are trying to do something, and you're creating this thing. And, like, the does Hulk. he have a soul question mark? That's, like, a thing. Yes. Exactly. Is he, he just, like, an extension? He can't die language. natural means. And yeah. he can't speak in right, real sentences. Right, doesn't have language. Hulk yeah. smash is basically the only thing he can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. The other thing, which is actually really cool about the golem, is that he's the inspiration for robots. So the word robot actually is comes from two Czech brothers, Joseph and Carol Kapek, who were living a play in Prague. About it, right? Or something? Yes. Yes, it's I called, remember this. It's called like R U R, and it's about like the first robot, like creating something sentient right. out of metal. It's so amazing. And it's literally that's where the word robot comes from. This play and this story, and it's from Prague. So it's literally Yo. from exactly the same place. Prague. Gollum, the OG robot. Yes. That's also fun fact. The word glitch is from Yiddish as well. <gasps> so that might be that why so where it comes cool. that might be where it comes from. I just thought of that, but I don't have research. In, uh, in Yiddish. Same thing. That's the word. It's yeah. Glitch. It's like it got pulled to English. It's really just like a small huh. thing that messes thing up. But like I assume uh, I haven't read that play, but I assume uh, since robots are involved, that the robot goes and kills people because there was a glitch in the system. That's so fantastic. Thank you, Yiddish. I love it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. God bless Yiddish. Yiddish. <laughs> 
Okay, so there's a lot of other stuff that's happening at the same time. So, like, the Butcher, there's that B-plot. Yes. There's another thing where the Gollum is, like, supposedly falls in love with the rabbi's daughter. Uh, I don't know cool. about that one. I don't know. There's another one where... Sounds like a Renaissance insertion in yeah. Shakespeare. Exactly. They were like, lore. we want to write something that Shakespeare wouldn't write. <laughs> Gollum who falls in love with a woman. Off-brand Shakespeare. Like, off-brand... Comma tragedy. Like, off-brand Captain Crunch. Yes. Like, Captain, you know, whatever... Chew. <laughs> that totally like is the slightly name. like sure. the original thing, but but not it's quite Lieutenant copyright Chew, infringement. It's, it's, Admiral, it's Admiral Chew to you. Oh. Rear ad, Rear Admiral Chew. Oh, it's horrible. Sounds like a brand of tobacco. <laughs> that sounds Ooh, like a rejected yeah. West Wing character. It does. Rear Admiral Chew. <laughs> He's not allowed to go on the walk and talk because he can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Oh. But um, love it. So what else does Gollum get up to? Right, so the Gollum gets up to that. The other thing is that, like, as most things that you create, there's some, like, glitches in the system. So, like, you need to turn off the Gollum before sundown on Friday on Shabbat because it's a Jewish Gollum. Mm -hmm. So, like, he supposedly freaks out. Yeah, he freaks (laughs) out if he's still alive. Right, yeah. So, like, he's, like, pulling out trees. Uh, it's, like, it's sundown on Friday, and he's, like, losing his mind, and you have to, like... This is the this is the head one, when you have the thing mm-hmm. on the head, so, like, you can literally just, like, try to erase it, or you, like, pull the... Because it's a lot harder to, like, walk around of a course, raging yeah. monster, but or you can, like, pull the thing Unless off it's a of very it. wide circle. Yeah, you're just, like, running around the entire <laughs> like, city. Jesus Christ, just stand still! Yeah, and you have to do it seven not times. Jesus Christ, not Jesus Christ, my bad. No. <laughs> Definitely wrong. Definitely wrong. Damn, Abraham, stand still. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wrong too. That was is there close. is there equivalent to like Jesus fucking Christ in in Yiddish or Jewish tradition? No. Just like well, Yiddish is really funny. Because I mean, you don't you don't take God's name in vain. Like that shit is serious. Yes, but Yiddish yeah. is crazy because it's really just like stacking German words so that you're swearing at non-Jews. Yeah, love it. Yiddish is just like all about like putting curses on people, telling them that they're horrible, that their body parts are gonna explode, that like Ooh, you, they should st- they should stop bothering you and leave you alone. Yiddish is so like all of Yiddish. Like yeah. you don't need specific phrases. It's just like all of Yiddish. Yeah, of that, Yiddish. that's just like the the default mode. Exactly. It's like someone just like took German and was just like, I hate you. Let's I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. You're cool. I hate you. That's just like that's Yiddish. Amazing. So, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. You're eating stuff, but the thing you're eating isn't great, so you've got to fetch about it. All yeah, that. amazing. So, okay, so we got all these B-plots, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So the butcher is finally, like, spreading all these rumors, and he's going to do something to get out of his money. So because, you know, if the Jews are, yeah, and if the, the Jews are dead, you don't have to pay back your debts. I guess that's true. I also picture the butcher as Danny DeVito. I don't know why. That's fair. Mario Batali. <laughs> <laughs> Way better. Way better. Can we do a cross between those two for the uh, I guess it would just be slightly like, shorter and less pink than Mario Batali. I Batali's. was going to say and Danny DeVito, but with a blonde ponytail. That's fine. Go right. slash terrible. <laughs> so the butcher is in his Crocs for the, these Eastern great. European Crocs. Great. And he's like... Clogs. Oh, I mean, not just, far off. Just, not far off. literally just no. orange clogs. Just orange clogs. Got it. So, of course, we're in the gross part, as as a climax is going to give you. Of the myth yep. or of the city? Uh, of the of the myth. We're okay. in the climax. Probably. It's all happening. Okay. So the butcher is like, all right, I'm going to hit this on the head. It's around Passover time, so yeah. the Jews are making matzah. Everyone's scared. Let's do it. Right. Turn, this one, is a dumb baby story I made up. Right, exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. So it turns out one of his friends 
uh, had a child, a daughter, okay. and the daughter had died a few days earlier. I thought you were going to say he steals the baby, kills it, and then... Well, this is not much better. Yes. So it's very... He exploits the death of a child. Exactly. Yeah, that's he, still pretty terrible. He literally, he, no, he exhumes the grave. Oh, dude. There it is, which is worse. Oh, no. And then he takes a pig carcass. No. He pulls out the guts, no. puts the baby in it, Please puts the don't. guts back on top of it, oh. and, like, while he's on his, like, butcher run, oh. drops the the pig in the ghetto and then like runs away. Why? Why, Danny DeVito? Why? Turducken. <laughs> it's a turducken of shame, of horror. Because like, well, the pig's not kosher. There's a baby in it, and the Jews are like, if someone sees this here, oh we are literally everyone's gonna dead. die. Just We're like, literally just dead. I'm sure the baby isn't kosher either. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's fair. That's a fair statement. So, so what do they do? So they uh, they're all freaking out, and then someone like is looks. Is the Shabbat still? Or no, this is Passover. we're just like we're it's Passover now. It's Passover. Okay. So we're, everyone's just like running around freaking out, and like someone turns to the left and was like, "Hey, who's that guy tied up on the tree? <laughs> it's the butcher. Here's what happened. <gasps> the, guy the butcher. <laughs> exactly. Yes! So th- they were like, "Hey, who's that Christian guy tied up on the tree?" The golem, who was like, who was thinking to himself, like, that seems creepy. He, like, grabs him, roughs him up a little bit, ties him up, puts him on the tree, and, then, and then runs away. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Gollum's just like, I don't want to stick around. Bye. And he runs away. Did what away. I had to do. And then, so they bring the butcher to King Rudolph, and they're like, this guy did a gross thing. Yeah. And King Rudolph's like, okay, we're done with the blood libel. This no guy more. did a gross thing. Possibly illegal Maybe? Def- definitely yeah. illegal. Dug up a baby? Certainly unethical. Definitely yeah. illegal. And the, the king's like, okay, we're done with the blood libel. No more. Thaddeus, get out of here. And he's like, no. Lucky Jafar. And then Jafar's like, no. <laughs> and so. The sand dune collapses. Exactly. <laughs> on top of them. And they're like, where did we get the sand? He turns and into a genie and then gets sucked into the lamp. All right. So we're in the conclusion now. Right. So like the like everything's pretty cool in Prague for a, for a second. The, for a hot you, sec. You don't <laughs> need the golem anymore because he might be in love with a human daughter. Dangerous. He might be super dangerous. Exactly. Right. So they tell the golem. GTFOH. <laughs> they're much nicer about it, actually. Well, thank they, you, golem, for your service. Exactly. They go he, to the um, attic of a synagogue. Okay. And they're like, Gollum, lay down. And he lays down. And he's like, all right, go to sleep. Just chill out. You're fine. And the golem's like, okay. And then and they he No, well, not exactly. They reverse the thing. Yes. So they're now like, he's dead. Tell him to go. I can't, it's more of like but going like, to sleep, like yeah, eternal they're sleep. Like, they're like mythically unmaking him. Yeah. How would you feel about being unmade, Amanda? I'd rather be unmade than murdered by a freaking libelous Christian butcher. <laughs> it's true. Or Jafar. Oh, or Jafar. Jafar. Or the pogroms. None of those seem good. <laughs> exactly. It's all pretty bad. <laughs> so they do the thing, and like I imagine there's like a swell of like orchestra music, mm, and like, like they're wind. really sad. Yeah. The awesome thing is like most stories is that the golem is just like asleep and like underneath like all of these like prayer shawls and like books Aww. in this attic in Prague somewhere. Still there. And he's still there. A sleeper cell. Have we, like, gone to all the synagogues and tried to track down the golem? Because I feel like that should be a thing. Well, it's just like, there's this other trope in Jewish literature where, which you might know from Michael Shabon, mm-hmm. in, um, 
The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, mm-hmm. in like some other short stories or some other stuff, and even in the X Files, which was yes. inspired by this, is that like if the Jews ever need him again, they can go there. Mm. But then it becomes like a whole Holocaust thing. Is like could have they gotten that when all that stuff? Because that's the last. The other time when, like, all of Eastern Europe was messed up. The butcher Prague and shit like that. Exactly. The blood libel came up with all the the propaganda as well. Also, that's very, like, Batman, like, when we need him, he will come. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. He's there for us. Yeah. And, like, out of the firmament that God gave us, right, like, we can draw Mm -hmm. on its strength to give us, like, a soldier in our time of need. I think that's very metaphorical resonant. Exactly. So there's a lot of stuff that comes out of this. And, like, it's pretty cool that, like... Uh, the idea of creation is, like, pulling directly from, um, this idea of creating, like, another thing is pulling it directly from the creation myth. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah, and that's my story about a large monster who saved the Jews. Yeah. Cool. Blood libel, not a thing. <laughs> Definitely Interest, not a thing. still kind of morally ambiguous. Um, <laughs> Hagrid and Hodor, lovely golems. It's good. So, do I? Is there like a rating system for like your guests? No, no. You no. can start one now. That's good. All right. I would give myself for a drunkenness definitely a solid four because okay. it's salty in my mouth. Yep. But <laughs> for for the horrors uh, scale, I would give myself a solid seven. The yes. golem didn't murder anybody, but there was a desecrated baby corpse. Yes. Uh, seven out of ten dead. What? Seven out of ten dead babies? Seven out of ten <laughs> dead babies, exactly. I think, I think it's, a, good it's scale. a solid six on the kind of creepy, kind of cool scale. Yes. That's good. Yes. That is our, that is our go-to I'd give scale. it an eight out of ten on metaphorical resonance. Nice. That's fair. And there were no women in this one, so I'm going to give it a zero on, on the, the Bechdel, Bechdel test. test. That's exactly. okay. That's fine. That's okay. That's we a do, good scale. Yes. I like it. <laughs> I like it. We are ourselves did pass the Bechtel test, though. So that's plus. Right, just our, our people in the room. Just our being here. That's yes. fair. <laughs> I, unless you were a, mentally objectifying the golem at the entire time. I was. No women got objectified <laughs> in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Only the golem. No, monster, no monsters were objectified. Is he na- does he wear clothes? Oh, yeah. He's totally naked the entire oh, time. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's a whole thing about putting there, clothes there, on like, him. Is there, like, dude running hold around on, Hold on, hold on, Is there, like, a Ken doll bulge, or is there, like... A golem schlong. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, they had a story where they specifically had to make him fingers, so I assumed the, like, the dick came in with the fingers. Maybe that's what they were doing instead of making the fingers. They were, like, oddly specific about that. Be like, make sure he doesn't have a foreskin. Or, like, we only have... No, he it does or doesn't? Doesn't. 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 It doesn't. Doesn't. I'm going to go ahead and say that there was no golem schlong. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> because something tells me that three devout... Like rabbinic, like the, Students, the, yeah. the best rabbi in all of Prague, <laughs> his best student, and the rabbi's like son-in-law. They're not going to be concerned about having like a real on like the survival of their community. Exactly, and they're like, I don't want to put a peen on this. I just care about the mud. Okay. <laughs> I think a good dick is a mitzvah. So. <laughs> oh, no. I just had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and we're done. Spirits was created by Julia Shafini and me, Amanda McLaughlin. It's edited by Eric Schneider with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Subscribe to Spirits on your preferred podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Spirits Podcast. 
On our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast, you can sign up for exclusive content like behind-the-scenes photos, audio extras, director's commentary, blooper reels, and beautiful recipe cards with custom drink and snack pairings. If you like the show, please share with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.